Hey, New Life. Thanks for checking out this video. So, question for you. Have you ever heard the quote that the two most important days of your life are number one, the day you're born, and number two, the day you discover why? Often attributed to somebody famous. Don't know who said it, right? Somebody famous said it. You've probably heard that quote, and if you're like me, you hear that quote, and you're like, oh, man, yeah, what am I put on this earth to do? Like, what, 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 what should I be, you know, giving my time and attention to? And, you know, did I, did I miss the boat? Did I, did I go to the wrong college? Did I major in the wrong degree path? Did I, oh, you know, you get all anxious, and you're like, I don't know. Did I miss the boat on God's calling for my life? Well, if you ever wrestle with your calling and, and what on earth you're put, uh, you're put here to do, let's listen for a while. Let's continue tracking with this idea of purpose and calling. I, I think you'll find good comfort from the Bible today. So one lesson that I've learned when it comes to discovering your calling is this. My mom would say, Sean, do you realize that there's choice within God's will? There's, there's choice within God's will. You know, God is so sovereign He's so in control that there's multiple routes you can take in life and still live within God's calling, still still do the thing that he has made you and put you on this earth to do. You know, I, I kind of realized this, saw this last week when I was studying scripture in Acts chapter 1. I was studying with my small group and reading, reading Acts chapter 1 where the followers of Jesus, they're gathered together, kind of wondering, okay, so what's next, Jesus? What, what's the next thing you want us to do? And they're praying and they're listening. And God makes it very clear to them that their next step is to replace Judas, is to replace this apostle. He's betrayed Jesus. He's no longer with them. You need to replace him. So they're like, okay, that's what we're going to do. And so they you know, come up with this list of qualifications for what an apostle needs to be, have an experience. And they're like, okay, it needs to have been with Jesus, needs to have witnessed the resurrection. You know, they've got these lists of qualifications. Then they narrow it down to two candidates, two candidates that, that, that they, they seem like really good candidates. They fill all the requirements. And then I'm thinking like, okay, they're going to pray more and they're just going to wait until God just reveals it. Like, okay, pick Matthias, pick just pick, pick this guy. But that's not what they do. Eventually, they it says they cast lots, and they they pick Matthias. It's like okay, he's the one. I'm like, what? You cast lots? Like you you do all that praying, and then you just draw straws? You, you roll the die? Yeah. You know what did I get from that? I'm thinking. I think God's saying, hey, they're both great candidates. Okay, there's choice within my will. Either one of them will do. So pick one, and let's get going. You know, I think that's oftentimes how it is in life. God's like, hey. Don't don't get over anxious. Don't be paralyzed with fear because there's all these different options and you don't know which one is the right one when there's multiple options that are going to honor God. And you just got to pick one, go for it, and honor God. Do the best of your ability in that, whether it's you know being a parent, being a you know in this career field, that career field, in this city or that city. Multiple options within God's will. You know, if you're if you're thinking like, yeah, so maybe what are some things that I need to be doing and kind of pursuing in the next five years, ten years? What what's God called me and put me on this earth to do? I love the the quote by Frederick Beekner, who he once said this that the place where God calls you is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. So oftentimes the place where God calls you is the place that He's been preparing you through experiences. Through, through the burdens that you feel, through the passions, the gifts that you have, and, and where that intersects with needs in our world. 
right? It reminds me of the story of Moses, who God raised in Egypt. He was a Hebrew, but he was raised in Pharaoh's household. And yet he knew he was different. He knew he wasn't Egyptian. He knew he was a child of, of, of Abraham. He was a, one of the children of Israel. And so when he saw his, his brothers and sisters, his relatives being beaten, he stood up for them. He wanted to rescue them. He wanted to redeem them. But it didn't work out, you know, according to his timing. You know, he, he ended up having to flee from Egypt, where he became a shepherd. He became a shepherd for 40 years, learning how to lead sheep, learning how to survive in the desert. And, and then God calls him to go back to Egypt to free the people of Israel from their bondage, from their slavery, something that God has been preparing him to do for his whole life. He's 80 years old, but he's been preparing for this day for his whole life, right? He, he had connections in Pharaoh's household. He knew the language. He knew the customs. Acts 7, says that Moses was educated in all the wisdoms of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and action. Yeah, God, God had given him certain experiences that helped him grow as a leader, helped him grow as a, as a tactician, as a public speaker that he used in front of Pharaoh and in front of the Israelites when he was like, hey, I know this is crazy, but you need to follow me to a land you've never been before. But it's awesome. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's going to be worth the journey. Come and follow me. And so God had been preparing Moses for 80 years to answer his call, to pursue this call, to be a deliverer of the children of Israel. So number one, I say, hey, right? It doesn't matter if you're 40, if you're 80, just getting started, you're just maybe figuring out what it means to follow Jesus. Maybe you're in high school. Like, like God's got a purpose. He's not done with yet. He's maybe just getting started. Maybe just getting started. Like he was just getting started with, with Moses in many ways at 80 years old. You know, Moses' story also reminds me of the story of Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller is a church planter of ours. He was in our residency program a couple years ago. He spoke last August, preached at New Life. God's been preparing him for many years to, to plant a church. He, he started his career field in the Army. You know, some of you understand what that's like. He served for 11 years in the Army as a field art, artillery officer, as a captain, then left the Army and started working in corporate America, places like Target and you know, Google and Amazon and their corporate offices. Meanwhile, preaching at churches, pastoring at churches, and you know, continuing his theological education and, and seminary at night. You know, he said, hey, God's developed me and he's built me as a leader and he's called me to be a, a follower of him and help other people follow him, to hear his voice and to follow and obey. And recently he said, you know what? I've been pastoring at churches that already exist, but man, there are, there's a huge need for more new churches. And so he's answered the call to, to move back to an area closer to where he's from, in the southeast, outside of Baton Rouge in Louisiana, to plant Cultivate Church to help people find freedom from the things that are enslaving them, find freedom in Christ. And so I, I look at Moses' story. I, I look at Anthony's story and see how God had been preparing them for this call that he has placed upon their life. And so I'm just going to ask you, what, what are some gifts? What are some passions? What are some experiences that, that God wants to use for his glory, right? For, for me, it's sports and fitness. You know, I've been playing sports and working out for years and years and years. And so I became a fitness coach so that I have an, an opportunity to build relationships with people and share my faith in a gym setting, right? For you, it might, you might love to cook. 
You might love to cook and you can cook for people, teach people to cook, and that'll give you an opportunity to share your story, to serve other people. Perhaps for you, you love kids and and, and, and maybe you want to volunteer in the kids ministry or in the student ministry here at church because you just want to you know, let loose and have fun with the kids and teach them about your faith, share them what God has done in your life. Right? Maybe your main calling is to be a parent and disciple your kids. Great. Do that. Do that to the best of your ability with all that you are, all that you have. Teach your kids how to pray and listen to God's voice and to read his word, to be generous, to be to be men and women of integrity. Maybe your maybe you're calling today is just to show up to work, not grumble or complain, but to do your job to the best of your ability and glorify God through that. Man, there's choice within God's will. So think about, man, God, what are, what are you calling me to do today? And how can I use, you know, the gifts and the experiences you have given me to be able to serve people, to be able to help people discover you in a fresh and new way today and, and to continue to do that in years to come? No idea exactly. Maybe God's going to have a burning bush moment with you where he's going to call you to do something specific, right, to, to plant a church, maybe, maybe to, to lead a ministry at church. But maybe it's just going to be, I'm, I want you to be faithful in the small things and being a husband, being a wife, being a mom, being a dad, being a great neighbor, being a great coworker, being a great boss. And you're going to do that to the best of your ability. And you're going to answer the call that God's placed on your life. I don't know, but maybe that's what God's going to reveal to you as you continue to pursue him and continue to listen to his voice. Remember, there's choice within God's will. That's a wonderful thing to realize. All right, let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for the, the way that we have a meaning and purpose to play a, a part in your plan to redeem the world. God, there's many different ways we could do that. And so inspire us, help us, encourage us to take a next step in using our lives, our times, our talents, our treasures to help more people come to know you. It's in Jesus' name, Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.